I got time today, y'all. So, um, I had seen this person's comments before and, you know, when I have other things going on, I just look at it and I'm like, this? (laughs) And then on a day like today, still trying to decide if I'm going to go out or not, but I'm going to go ahead and play it. I haven't heard her this specific part, but you're going to hear where it said, or you're probably going to see in the thumbnail where it says, I'm thrilled they lost. Megan Kelly slams U.S. women's soccer team. And we've been talking a lot about, you know, what does it mean to be woman-centric? And can we have a sisterhood? And can we uplift each other woman to woman? So let's take a listen as to why this woman... Megan Kelly is happy that the women's soccer team did not win. What's going on here? What does this mean for this sisterhood? Is she not being woman-centric? Let's find out why she's happy that the women's soccer team lost. Because in my little mind, <laughs> I would say like, yeah, I'm happy anytime any women win in like track and field, the Olympics or anything like that, right? So let's go. Probably going to get a commercial. Yep. How to start an LLC for free with Inkfile. Longest commercial ever. Da-da-da-da. Here we go. When American athletes are on the world stage, they that used to, well, it used to unite Americans. I mean that- and so this is not Megyn Kelly talking. This is a young lady from um, CNN. So I think her name is Laura Coates. Let's see everyone would start cheering for. After the U.S. women's soccer team fell in the World Cup over the weekend, well, many Americans are instead cheering their loss. I'm thrilled they lost. Good. I'm glad you went down. You don't support America. I don't support you. Woo! I I, I do want to have conversations about um, what the... Sisterhood looks like moving forward because as much as I would like to think that we're all going to be like kumbaya, no, you're still going to have women that are going to be like competing with you, savage with you, aggressive with you, cutthroat with you. And so I'm not going to be one of those people that's going to be kind of like um, trying to just tell you it's all roses, you know, when... It's probably going to be like this moving through, you know, even though like more women will bond, there's still going to be women like this. So let's keep listening to this. The vitriol doesn't stop there, by the way. Some posts call them entitled, ungrateful, woke pieces of trash. Others ripped Megan Rapino. Others criticized their actions during the national anthem. Donald Trump jumped on the hate train as well, blaming Joe Biden and saying that the country is going to hell. I want to bring in Rachel Nichols, host. Okay, so I thought she was going to read the tweet, but Donald J. Trump, who probably has other things that he should be focusing on at this particular point in time, like, I don't know, quite possibly a prison sentence, an indictment, but uh, that's neither near here nor there. Um, So Donald Trump tweeted... The shocking and totally unexpected loss by the U.S. women's soccer team to Sweden is fully emblematic of what's happening to our once great nation under crooked Joe Biden. Y'all, 
What a whole entire joke. It says many of our players were openly hostile to America. No other country behaved in such a manner or even close. Woke equals failure. Nice shot, Megan. The U.S. is going to hell. Maggot. Maggot, M-A-G-G-O-T, maggots. Maggots as in worm food. Anyways. Of headlines with Rachel Nichols on Showtime, along with CNN political commentator Essie Cop. Let me begin with you, Rachel, because there's been lots of vitriol from conservatives around this loss, and many people who would be normally one talking about America first. Why hmm. do you think this is the reaction towards this team in particular? I, I think it's kind of two separate buckets here, right? So I understand the human nature of if there's someone you don't like, if there's someone who has angered you or offended you or you just don't care for them and they stumble in some way, having a little satisfaction over that, let's be honest, people do that in their daily lives. Politically, people on the left do that, too. That is not just the province of the right in this country. But that's very different than what we heard in some of these other comments, which were they lost because they were woke. They lost because of their political beliefs. And, and that's where I just sort of get to make it make sense. because. It's so, and this is interesting to me, because if you're telling me that we're not going to have unity in a sisterhood because of our different political beliefs or are different or if we're categorized as woke um is that something we we can transcend or do we want to transcend that um can we have a common threshold um because i can tell you like even when you heard me reading off from the 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 twitter for donald and um Joe Crackhead Biden, I feel like if you're not going to be able to align with me because of our political views, then that that's just the beginning. We're going to be continue to stay separated along other things like caste system, income, socioeconomic background, you know, education levels. We're going to continue to let that be divisive amongst us, right? Like, what else is going to continue to divide us? Politics, education, socioeconomic, class, marital status, right? The implication that Megan Rapinoe had a penalty kick sail a few inches over the goalpost because she was, I don't know, I'm trying to figure it out. Was she distracted by the fact that... Four years ago, she didn't visit Donald Trump in the White House? I mean, what, what are we saying? How does being woke in the way that the criticism is mean that they were losing a soccer game, a very competitive soccer game against one of the best teams mm. in the world? Mm. And the idea of accusing them of being woke or pieces of trash or ungrateful is strange to me in and of itself, only in that the number one issue, the biggest issue for this women's soccer team over and over again is they wanted equal pay for equal work. They, in fact, wow. found it particularly egregious that they were much... Wow! So part of, because um, I saw a little, like, when I say a little bit, like maybe if I say 30 seconds, um, could have been like one or two minutes. They didn't um, do like the whole hand over the, the, the heart thing when the national anthem was being sung. But their thing was that, what she said here is that they were... 
Um, I'm gonna play it one more time. Hold on. Trump in the White House? I mean, what? That they were losing a soccer game, a very competitive soccer game against one of the best teams in the world. And the idea of accusing them of being woke or pieces of trash or ungrateful is strange to me in and of itself, only in that the number one issue, the biggest issue for this women's soccer team over and over again is they wanted equal pay for equal work. Wow. So, you know, the protest is that they wanted equal pay for equal work. I think that that says a lot because you would think that all of us women would be like, yeah, you know, if we can, if we can, it's still in 2023. I mean, I took my um, MBA in, with uh, concentration in human resources years ago at this point. And even at that point, it's kind of like entering the ranks and trying to think that I could make a difference and that women would be able to at some point have equal pay. God damn it. If we're, if they're playing soccer and men are playing soccer, they should get equal pay. Right. If women are playing basketball and men are playing basketball, they should get the same pay. If I'm at work and I'm doing the same work as a man, just because I don't have an appendage, an extra appendage doesn't mean I should be getting paid, you know, 60, 70, 80 cents less than the than somebody with an appendage or a different skin color. Right. So you would think that this is something that we would stand together on and you would think that Megyn Kelly being a woman, because I can guarantee you, I mean, and and it, it depends too, because it's one of those things where she knows that she would probably, as a woman, doesn't get the same pay as the male anchors at CNN um, or wherever she, I think that she, is she at Fox? I think she's at Fox, at phone news. I call it F-A-U-X, like Fox News. <laughs> phone news. Um, but... But I know she's not the highest paying paid person there, you know, but at the same time, she gets paid more than probably other minorities and or especially, you know, black women, women of color, whatever you want to call them. Right. Um, And or, you know, I'm just going to speak for women on this point. So this is more so about her. And, And remember, I did a podcast like last night where I was talking about how sometimes like us women We are willing to throw other women under the bus because we don't fit into that category, right? So it's like, um, I'm not being shot at. I don't live in Blackistan, so why should I give a damn about femicide, right? I don't have breast cancer. No one in my family has breast cancer, so why should I give a damn about breast cancer? Well, I'm happy with my pay. I live in a nice neighborhood. I have a nice house or cars and whatever. So why should I give a damn about equal pay for other women? And so I was even thinking along the lines of in terms of race, if it, it's the same thing that we had when the feminist movement first started, you know, the wild movement, I did a, a podcast on this. And at some point, it starts to get circular and redundant. And I told my dad, I was like, I'm not fit to go through the desert. It's 40 years, like repeating the same stuff. And I'm just <sighs> so but with the whole wild movement, um, it was like women in power of a higher social class, they didn't care about women that were lower um, of a lower socioeconomic status or poor or didn't come from 
power and money. They just wanted to maintain that wealth wealth and power structure within their selves. And so and so it most certainly did not involve black women. And so here it is 2023 we still have that same dynamic where it's kind of like you would think that there would be some type of solidarity amongst ourselves, you know, that we would ha- all have something in common. But I find like it doesn't matter which community. I, I talked about it like how last night in the black community, there's tension between us black women because we're like, oh, well, I have a man and you don't have a man. So I'm going to invalidate everything that you have been through to the point where now you're kind of just gatekeeping access that can still be, be beneficial to other women. And so now we're just butting heads and going to war. And then here with this, it's like, I guess, I think she kind of figures, well, it it does have racial implications because most of the U.S. basketball team of women is, it's their biracial, they're like biracial, but I guess, you know how it is with Americans, they figure, like, they just see her as black or the, the several of those women as black. So it has racial implications because it's like, She's not able to identify with black women, especially, and it's one thing like the national anthem thing, but it's another thing if like, if you understand that their fight is for equal pay, instead of her taking that, and this is the other thing too, I kind of mentioned this before with another um, woman that was a news anchor, because I really feel like Megyn Kelly is saying this with her whole entire flat chest, with her no lip, top lip having whole flat entire having chest right she she means what she means but at the same time she that social media that news system the um news station is run mostly by men so they have to co-sign on what she can't just go out there and be like oh this is a great opportunity for us to talk about um equal pay for women you know, it would have to be green lighted by men. And if that's if not if that's not quote unquote American or doesn't fall in line with the patriarchal system that we have to uphold, then she's gonna be that that person to spew that rhetoric, right? So let's just keep going with this. Oh. They in fact found it particularly egregious that they were much more successful than the men's team and mm. still were not getting paid as well as them. So if that's the chief thing that they have represented <clears throat> over and over again, and that's the problem that some of these politicians have with them, hmm. what are they saying to the women in their own party? Mm-hmm. I, I just don't understand it. Again, make yeah. it make Big, big, big point she made there too, because y'all, why is Kamala back on this? You know what? I'm, I'm, I, I, I saw it and it just made my... I hate when people say it makes my ass itch because I'm like, ew, do you know what that means when you say it makes your ass itch? Like, I actually tried to copy somebody else saying that. I was just like, thinking about like, I can't do it. It just makes my, it just makes me, um, be, so, so here's what happened. So, um, earlier I saw a news clip because I, I do pay attention to what's going on in the news for the most part. I don't have, um, for the most part, whatever comes up in the news feed, whatever they feed me is what I will ingest. But so Kamala was doing this interview with Al Sharpton. And I'm like, why of all people is she talking to Al Sharpton? Because she's not black, right? She's Middle Eastern. She's Asian Asian Pacific, whatever type thing. Um, Pacific, 
Asian? I know y'all are going to slaughter me for this. I don't give a fuck. So, um, I don't all, and then it's just doubly insulting because you know that we're getting close to mid midterm elections because it's like Kamala hasn't shown her face or her ass in terms of anything that has to do with helping women or um or helping black people but she already told you she's like do you think i'm gonna sit here and help black people no right so um i find it and so then it what was so disturbing is that if i get a chance you know what i will i will do a separate podcast so you can hear it because she was like, oh, you know, we, I know it's important for people who have three and four jobs and who have lots of children at home to come out and vote. Who, who in today's society is going to have a lot of jobs and multiple kids? Women. So you're going to decide after going for two years without doing anything for women and or black people and or black women. And it's like, you're going to now come back and ask us to come out and vote for you? I think the fuck not. I think not. Absolutely not. You know, and it goes to this whole unrequited relationship that there are, I think, even with women. Um, you get to hold political office and you other outside of that, like once you're voted in, you're not checking to see like our equal pay should not be a problem in 2023. And I'm going to tell you this real quick, too. I'm going to tell you this too. When you start to understand certain things, it is not in the best interest of the United States of America <clears throat> or anywhere else for this matter to pay women equal pay because <clears throat> they need that structure because they need cheap labor. So as long as you have this dynamic where, you know, you always have a lower class or a lesser class, whether it's in, you know, race, but also in gender. Now you have this justified reason where and, you know, because women make up the primary most of the workforce, the labor force, and that that has changed with the pandemic. Right. I talked about this a little bit, too, where more women were exiting the the workforce you as a corporation, you want to be able to have the majority of women that are showing up for work have low pay and low starting pay and low transitionary pay, meaning that when you transit from job to job, it's only an incremental increase. So you're going to get way more effort out of a woman and her labor at way cheaper labor. And like we will squeal and holler about like, oh, child labor in third world countries. No, we're the third world country. The United States of America is, is a third world country when it comes to like equal pay and um, indentured service and st- like uh, labor and stuff like that. Right. Especially when it comes to women. There's no way in 2023 that women should still be having to fight for equal equal pay. Well, Essie, I, I, I heard you clear your throat. I know you want to interject. Go for it. <laughs> Well, I mean, Rachel's right on the main, um, and schadenfreude is ugly on anyone. But um, the the um, opposition to Megan Rapinoe and the women's soccer team is not over their demands for parity and equal pay, and that is not why Megan Rapinoe kneels during the anthem. She was real clear about why she does that. She does that in... Um, 
protest of American civil rights abuses along with Colin Kaepernick. Wow. So now this is freaking interesting. Yo. Okay. So who is this? Um, uh, Megan Rapinoe. I know that who there's so many layers to this because when the clip that i saw was like i said like it was biracial women but america they see them as black it is what it is right i really and i again i think going into 2024 like i'm not fitting to go into these circles with with people <laughs> anymore uh y'all already know how i feel about certain things and i feel like in some ways like i'm not it's not something that i uphold i understand the nuance of how we are seen and how we identify and whatever, what have you. But Megan Rapino is a Caucasian woman. It's a Caucasian woman. So this is this is two archetypes of women. So you have Megan Kelly, who's willing to uphold the patriarchy, and she's going after another woman's juggler, another white woman's um, juggler. This white woman <clears throat> is the antithesis to Megan Kelly in the sense of like. Um, here she is, this white woman that is talking about the civil rights and sharing in the movement with Colin Kaepernick, right? Very interesting, because I have been complaining a little bit, and that was my whole complaint, like, coming on here talking about Megyn Kelly. But I have to give my kudos to, um, what's her name? Megan Rapinoe, because I, even though I myself have stepped away from the whole, like, civil rights thing movement for now, it speaks to okay there is a demographic of women that understand that okay she's not a she's not a um a male which i think that black males are the most affected by um cuz Colin Kaepernick did the whole knee thing because of like his stance on police brutality um so it's far removed from her but i appreciate that she's empathetic to hearing those voices of people who feel like they're marginalized when it comes to that. So, but why do they, why would they sick uh, Megyn Kelly? Like, you know how you send a dog, like when you sick a dog onto somebody, like when you're, you know, you sick your canine on a, somebody who's running away after trying to get arrested and stuff like that. Why would they, well, I, I kind of understand it, but having them sick Megyn Kelly on Rabino, it makes it one of like those soft power moves where it's kind of like she can get away with saying it and she's a, a puppet or a tool because if a man said this and there's underlying tension to that as it relates to um really things that are associated with the with the with the patriarchy right so civil rights um, movements and also equal pay oh we would be we would be dragging him over the coals you know and i don't know to what degree do us women stay on code and we're like oh man really hate to see these two women you know or megan kelly going for this other woman's juggler but we're just gonna sit this one out a little bit versus like if it was a man that had said it we would have been like all up in arms and stuff about it very interesting <clears throat> protest of American civil rights abuses along with Colin Kaepernick. She says she stands with him or rather kneels with him. Um, and she says she does that for people of color and for um, her LGBTQ community. Now, oh, speaking of layers, this has more layers than a seven 
dip, seven bean cheese dip. So there we have it. I was kind of low-key. Like, listen, when I'm telling you, trust your intuition. Super anywhere. Um, so yeah, civil rights abuses, but also the LGBTQ thing. Interesting. Now, that being said, when we talk about so many layers, and I'm already at 24 minutes, and there's three more, three or four more minutes left on the thing. I do have a little bit of a problem when other people try to latch on to quote-unquote civil rights movements to further their stuff, right? Like, it's, if she had done it standalone for just civil rights, it's one thing, but like, Attaching the LGBTQ thing, it kind of just waters down the movement. I'm not the biggest fan of it. That being said, I've kind of stepped out of like the politics arena. But at the same time, I like to keep a pulse of what's going on in the news. So I don't, I'm not, I'm not a fan of that. But at the same time, now is Megyn Kelly then, is she more averse to the equal pay thing? Is she averse to the, um civil rights thing or is she averse to the lgbtq thing and if people are calling her um too woke or un-american which part of it is un-american to them is it the lgbtq thing is it the equal pay thing or is it the civil rights movement thing because then that now i have questions <clears throat> agree with that or, or disagree with that um when you become an activist that you know comes with consequences and it's it, it's sometimes that people won't like you it's sometimes that you'll lose money or contracts just look at colin kaepernick um so the un-american thing kind of cuts both ways you could see it as un-american to root for a, a team to lose and i certainly hope all of our american teams win overseas but i think there was a perception that it was pretty un-american in a foreign country to kneel during our anthem and uh, you know i can understand that side of it here's another thing too that you're kind of um because like i said i saw the clip and i remember what stood out to me is that the other countries like one of the countries they showed they showed was i think was it south korea if i'm not mistaken and they were singing and they had their arm over their chest listen do you know how oppressive it is in south korea like do you really think these women could afford to just not exercise their freedom of speech? When they got back home, if that, they would be lynched or, you know, taken off the team and or harmed and or ethered and or toe tagged and or gone, like just gone. You know, so that was one of my major complaints, too, because I feel like if you're here, you have the right to freedom of speech and um it, it it can come at a cost but i feel like if what's the point of having freedom of speech if you're going to um if you're going to say well you can only say this right or you can only have these these thoughts right um that's what makes america america and i think that it helps to set the trend for other countries too Right. That's that's what should set us apart, because the part of the reason the women from the other countries have to be there with their tail between their legs. If considering and I said this, that America is like, quote unquote, a third world country in terms of when it comes to e equal pay. Right. We're right there with equal pay when it comes to other countries. 
Um, and I know some people can be like, well, we have running water and electricity and, you know, highways and roads and schools. Okay, fine, cool. But when it comes to other things, it's like we are just as far back as other nations. So if you have, if, if, if one of the things that sets us apart is our ability to express ourselves and say, like, I don't like this and to be able to protest and to push for better rights and to be progressive, then if if we're not doing that, how are we not going to help set the pace for other countries too? You see what I'm saying? Like those other countries, women from those other countries cannot do that because they don't have that component. They, they, in their countries, it's like, it, it, if you think our women are being treated bad, Think about like a, the women going to South Korea and it's kind of like, oh, you weren't smiling enough when you said the national anthem or you didn't have tears in your eyes. Or is that how you really feel? Because you can just not play next year. I mean, even when you think about, I think, is it like with the Chinese and stuff? There have been people that have come up missing, y'all. People have come up missing because they came out and they said stuff here in the United States and they're, they're just gone. Like no one has seen or heard of them ever since. Like here in America, like they will find you. Let alone, like, if you actually live over there, like, if they're not happy with what you say and their propaganda, you were gone, you know? So I, uh, I think that comparing it to other women, like I said, like, they basically have a gun to their head um, to present something. But I don't think that them singing the national anthem, it's just kind of like a facade, right? It's like a white uh a stone, a lime-washed um, stone, or I think in the Bible it says it's kind of like a a gravestone that has been lime-washed and it looks all white and pretty, but it's death. It's like, it's a false appearance. It's an illusion. Those women are not doing that because they love their country or because they're happy. They're doing it because they have to. They're being forced to say that or to act in that way. Two, um putting the politics uh, completely aside, just the action. I understand that bothered some people. And listen, I've, I've interviewed dozens of athletes who have taken activist stands on all kinds of issues, and they will all tell you it is a risk. It's one they all made, and they were happy to make. Um, and it comes with some great benefits to your community, and, you know, you get your message out there, but it comes with risk um, that you know, people will not like your message. And, uh, you know, there's those are consequences. Rachel, what's your reaction to that? Obviously, there are consequences. There are risks to it. And I wonder what it looks like on the world stage. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that completely. It's just the connection to they lost because of their political beliefs. Mm. That's what we've seen a lot of politicians yeah. saying today. And, and <laughs> that that's the part no I don't understand. It just doesn't make sense to me. I cover sports for a living. I've never seen anyone lose an athletic contest because of their political beliefs. So I understand the urge to get your base worked up. I understand the idea of I don't like you and I'm glad you lost. And I definitely understand what SC is saying about, hey, if you get into that arena, be prepared to deal with people booing you in the arena i don't understand so and here's the thing i think what's interesting to me is it's not i would expect the booing from the men but i'm not expecting it from the women not in 2023 you know and not for any of those topics really i think like i said like if you want to have your lgbt um 
like cue conversations, then have it as a standalone type of a thing and have those conversations. And but um but for the equal pay and for the civil rights, I feel like I don't think she should be getting I don't think she should be getting booed for that. Like it would make sense to me is is like if Megan says, well, I'm not LGBTQ. Maybe I might be contradicting myself here, but let's just flush it out. So it, I could understand if she says, well, I'm not LGBTQ, so I don't support that. That's why I said I don't I don't really understand which part she's calling un-American or what she's fighting against. Um, but if it's the equal pay part, like, come on, Megan. And if it's the civil rights thing, then come on, Megan. And I'm pretty sure people that are from LGBT background, they'd be like, well, if you said that about the other ones, then it, you know, it has to be the same for them. I, listen, that's your fight. You could, you'd go build your podcast and you argue that. But I'm going to stay to the rivers and lakes that I'm used to. Let's go. <clears throat> And that like last part of the equation that we've seen, frankly, over yeah. and over and over again today, because that's just not how sports works. Why is there that? Why is this have legs, Essie? Why is that the talking point, even though it's illogical? Well, it's lazy, and listen, lazy works, right? Especially when it comes to political <laughs> messaging, right? You got you make it simple, and so Rachel's totally right. There's a weird non-connection between losing and being woke, but. There is this overarching theme in modern conservatism that your wokeness makes you weak. Wokeness is making our military weak. weak wokeness is making everyone weak. Um, there's this like anti-feminist, um, you know, treatise now in modern conservative circles about about hypermasculinity and hmm. making men masculine again. So hmm. it's an undercurrent that is part of the political conversation in right wing circles. Um, hmm. So I'm not, I'm not surprised to hear it, but sure, surely when you try to parse it apart and make sense of it, there's really, it's a very tenuous connection. <laughs> well, Rachel Nichols, SE Cup. Thank okay, so um, I see something here in the headlines that says a huge win after a long fight for equal pay for women, for the women of the U.S., I guess, I guess is it the soccer team? And... Um, the people were Lisa Coates and Rachel Nichols and one other person. It says, we cheer for our teams because we are Americans. When the team isn't for the country they are representing, then that is what you get. Uh, I, don't, I don't agree with that. Okay, I can see part of the problem here. So this guy said... I stand with Megyn Kelly. They don't represent the United States. They use their sports and their platform to represent themselves. If you disrespect our national anthem on the world stage, I have absolutely no respect for you or this team. But again, the things that they are standing up for is basically against the patriarchy. So you, sir, Robert Christ, 5747, is kind of just proving my point. Um... Yeah, the comments in this are, are kind of interesting. Um, 
and and it's a lot of men that are are leaving their comments too. So I I'm not, I'm not surprised that men are not happy with it. I think I just was interested from like a woman's perspective why she's the vocal one about it and why she's going for for the all their jugglers and stuff like that. But anyways, y'all let me know what you think. I'll talk to you later. Bye.